I'm Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle. So the Super Bowl, it's over, and it didn't turn out like some of us wanted. But what a season for our 49ers, a team that has a huge future ahead of it. You can see our wall-to-wall coverage at sfchronicle.com. And here's the inside story from our Chronicle team that's on the ground in Miami. On the ground in Miami, this is Ann Killian, and I'm here with... Eric Branch. And it is... um, not quite 3 a.m., almost 3 a.m. <laughs> after uh, the the morning after um, Super Bowl 54. And we're a little bit fried, but we're going to do a podcast about uh, a 49ers collapse uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, the 49ers do not come away with their sixth Lombardi trophy. Instead, they um, watch Kansas City... Uh, like a great comeback and and win the game. Um, it was pretty dramatic stu- stuff, right, Eric? It was. And um, I guess we can start by just trying to explain what it's like in a press box um, during a Super Bowl when you're writing what you think might be in a, one outcome and then that <laughs> outcome doesn't happen and then you have to uh, switch gears on the fly and at least have something that's in English Um you yeah, it, it was pretty chaotic. The, uh, I mean, as as everyone listening knows, the 49ers had the 10-point lead with um, seven minutes to play in the game, and it looked pretty secure. Uh, they looked like they had Mahomes rattled. They looked like, um, you know, it was kind of their formula of, uh, of you know, great defense and, and um, doing enough on offense and that that was going to get it done. And then Patrick Mahomes happened. Yes, my... Um so, you know, we have to write, you know, running stories. So when the game ends, we have something online. So immediately, you know, right. immediately. So my, my running game story was, it began with like, you know, the 49ers have joined some of the historic defenses, you know, <laughs> that those, the defenses that led teams to championships by shutting down kind of, you know, incredible quarterbacks. And so I was kind of, you know, I must say, really proud of where I was going with that game story. <laughs> you know, you know, had the historical context, had everything rolling, but then Patrick Mahomes started rolling. Yeah, and and um, just so I mean, I mean, people should know, like we are trying to watch the game while we're trying to write a story, and then all of a sudden our story takes a s- supreme left turn, and we're trying to rewrite our story while trying to still watch the game. So at the end of the night, we're we're probably just way more discombobulated than the average viewer. And here we are, you know, we're the supposedly the experts on the ground in Miami watching the game. Then we run downstairs, um, which is really far in a giant football stadium. And there was a line to get into the 49ers locker room, but we soon learned that they were pulling out Kyle Shanahan and um several players, several key players to the interview podiums, which were outside the actual stadium grounds in a big tent about a, what, 10-minute walk? I think they're in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) It was really far. So it's just logistically not the most fun work environment uh, that, that you've ever had. And you're also, you know, meanwhile, in your head thinking, what did I just, what did I just write? Did I know what I just wrote? Did I even know, do I even know what happened in this game? So 
it's a little chaotic. And I think it was, it was kind of, um, I think everyone was feeling that the abruptness of the way the story changed. I mean, we weren't the only ones were super affected by it because obviously we're writing about the team that, that lost the game. Um, and some, you know, some people have different deadlines, whatever than we are, but there was just that sense in the whole stadium. Like what? Wow. What just happened? Yeah. I mean, it really gotten to a point where, you know, you know, we had seen that movie before, um, you know, because the Niners had shut down some pretty, pretty fair quarterbacks, you know, Aaron Rodgers, a future Hall of Famer among them. And, you know, I really, I went into the game thinking, well, Patrick Mahomes is different. And, you know, they, you know, a quarterback like, like Patrick Mahomes that we talked about before, you know, who's elusive and, um, but, you know, he really didn't do much of anything for the first 53 minutes. And there was that stretch on back-to-back possessions where he threw one, one pick that was just like, looked like a frustration pick that Fred Warner uh, got. And it was like, Oh my gosh. Right. And and right before that one, he had been sacked. He was, he he looked like he was rattled and that's not something we've seen really from him much. Right. And that's why I was like, well, I've got a, game story to write and here i go the historic <laughs> niner defense <laughs> right but you know i had seen patrick mahomes in person up close and personal at the oakland coliseum he's a dear friend of yours yes, yes he's a dear friend of mine um in september and it, what granted it wasn't the fourth quarter and certainly wasn't in the super bowl but he's so he has the ability to be so explosive and to conduct this explosive outburst from his his um offense that um, you know, it felt super familiar watching, uh, what did they score? 21 an- unanswered points. I watched them score 28 points in the second quarter against the Raiders. Of course they did something like that to the Titans. Right. Um, you know, he just, you're never out of it. I mean, he's never out of it. And I, you know, I, I had predicted, well, I think the 49ers will win, but if Patrick Mahomes has his hand on the ball late in the game, right. uh, it could be different. And I, I guess, um, I should have listened to to my inner voice saying Patrick Mahomes <laughs> late in the game with the with the ball is a dangerous thing. Yeah, and, and it was interesting because Shanahan had a, a healthy respect slash fear for Mahomes in that offense, and and he talked about because a lot of people were scratching their head. There was a moment, um, you know, just before halftime where the Niners were going to get the ball back. Um, granted, kind of deep in their own territory. But Shanahan didn't call a timeout for the, the Chiefs punted, so they ended up getting the ball back with like just less than a minute to go, three timeouts. And the Chiefs also had three timeouts, and Shanahan said, you know, they, they played it fairly cautiously at that point because he was just very wary of them having to punt the ball right back to the Chiefs. And then, you know, he talked about with that quarterback and with that speed. Right. He, w- he was, you know, fairly content to go into halftime tied, knowing they'd get the ball back. And he was getting crushed on social media for that decision. People were, like, comparing it to Mariucci, uh, you know, kneeling uh, in, in a playoff game against Tampa. Um, you know, I think it's a different situation. And Shanahan knew he was getting the ball back at the start of the second half. Right. And, and you know, they were in, um, was it, it was tied. 10 to 10 at that it point. It was tied 10-10. And, you know, they did hit a deep pass to Kittle, and there was a ticky-tack, you know, pass interference. I mean, he did push off, but no one would have been shocked. A, yeah. It no was, one would have been shocked if that flag wasn't called. So it could have worked out where the Niners would have kicked a field goal, and Shanahan's a genius. But, 
you know. <laughs> so let's talk about Shanahan. Um, you know, obviously the whole buildup um, coming into this game was, uh, you know, that they had um, had that lead when he was the coordinator for Atlanta. What was it? 28 to 3? 28 to 3. Lead against the Patriots and that um, he blew it by not being conservative enough, right? That right. he didn't run the ball. He kept passing the ball and the Patriots, you know, cut away at that, cut away at that. And then finally they ended up winning the game. Um, now people are um, saying that, you know, he he screwed this up somehow, that they didn't, you know, that he didn't make good play calls in the second half. There's a lot of talk about that decision before halftime. What, what's your takeaway on, on what his legacy is now after another Super Bowl and this time as the head coach? Well, I, I think it can be a bit of a, a lazy narrative because, you know, hey, he blew it in that Super Bowl. Hey, his team lost this lead. And, you know, I saw people say, you know, once the Niners took a 20 to 10 lead, they only called three more runs and they averaged more than six yards of carry when they ran the ball. So what's he doing? Same old Shanahan. But if you look at that, they did take a 20 to 10 lead. Then the Chiefs scored. It was 20 to 17. Then the Niners went three and out. They had two runs there. And then the Chiefs scored again. So now the Niners are down 24-20. So, and then the Niners did have one more run. But so you're, you're talking about, I mean, right. you're, you're talking about, you know, the Niners had the ball for three snaps with the lead. Okay. Right. So, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I think it is a lazy narrative. I think it's, it's easy to point the finger at him. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know that he deserves like, the blame for this collapse. Right. I, I think, you know, the defense, you know, bears some responsibility. And then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, too. I, I mean, the last three possessions, he uh, you know, completed two, two of nine passes for 24 yards and threw an interception. And there was a third and 10 at the 49-yard line when the Niners were down 24-20 with just over a minute left when he had Emmanuel Sanders open deep in the end zone. It you know, it would have been a, a heck of a throw. He'd have to put it right there. But, you know, he's the franchise quarterback. The Super Bowl is in the balance. And so you have to make the throw. And if you don't, you know, <laughs> you're be able to say, well, you're not, the, you're not a franchise quarterback. You're not quarterback. Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're listening to the Chronicles sports team on the ground in Miami covering the Super Bowl. We'll be right back after this. All year, it's been this kind of incredible uh, chemistry between all elements of the team and, and all those wins down the stretch. It was like, you know, the defense was great. The offense did enough. Shanahan was a brilliant play caller. And now it's kind of like that whole thing got turned on its head. And so, and everyone kind of shared in the, in the, the loss. I mean, it, the defense didn't stop Mahomes when they needed to. Jimmy didn't make the big play when he needed to. Shanahan might have made a couple calls that you're going to question. Um, but I don't know. I just, I think uh, there was some, I mean, I never look at Twitter after an NFL loss is a good rule of thumb because there's a lot of crazy people on it. But man, people were just like ripping Shanahan, ripping Garoppolo, you know, just what a joke he is. And then, the, and then there's the, the converse where, People are ripping Mahomes like he's not even very good, and the 49ers defense just stank. And it's like people, like 
get a grip. Mahomes is extremely good and extremely dynamic, even when he's down and hasn't had a great game. Right. Uh, Garoppolo is still a really good quarterback, but you know he. It's the heat of the moment. That doesn't mean he can't do it if he gets the chance again. And, you know, I do, I do think the defense, the one thing I would say is they looked a tiny bit gassed at the end of the game. Yeah, I did think, you know, there weren't <clears throat> tons of tons of revealing quotes, at least <laughs> in my awesome reporting, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, you know, it's a function of you just had a devastating loss in the Super Bowl and you're not really into, hey, this is how we screwed it up. So, mm-hmm. But I think DeForest Buckner, you know, did say that, uh, you know, the Chiefs went up tempo in, in the last quarter. Part of that is a function. They're down 10 points. But it didn't allow the 49ers to substitute, um, you know, their defensive linemen and keep them fresh. And, you know, he said they kind of got out of position a couple of times just because it got a little more uh, frenetic and chaotic. And, you know, the Chiefs ran 75 uh, snaps offensively. So, Obviously, conversely, the Niners run on the field on defense for 75 snaps. That's yeah. a lot. That's a, a lot in the NFL game. Um, you know, I don't think the weather, it wasn't particularly humid, but it was just, I, I do think they were gassed because it wasn't just playing 75 snaps. A lot of those snaps were spent chasing Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, and he, he did. He got out of the pocket. He made them run. Um, you know, occasionally they would get to him. I mean, they had done a pretty good job of containing him, but he is, you can... You could never rest easy when he's on the field. So um, you're leaving in the morning. I'm leaving in the afternoon. I'm leaving in like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a, uh, a press conference to cover in the morning, um, which if the 49ers had won, we would be going to the Kyle Shanahan press conference and whoever the MVP was, that won't happen. Um, and we don't have a parade to cover on Wednesday, but... Uh, we still need to do some post-mortem. So what do you think, um, you know, I mean, to me, you never, of course, you never want to miss an opportunity. You don't, this team doesn't know if they'll ever get back here again. You know, we have Dan Marino, here we are in Miami, um, to think of, you know, as the guy who, you know, had this brilliant fu- future and lost to the 49ers and never got back to the Super Bowl. Um, but, I do think that this has been an amazing season. And while the loss is painful both for the team and for their fans, I just, you know, it it kind of was bumming me out. And again, don't look at Twitter after an NFL game. But it has to be more appreciation of just what happened here. This has been an amazing ride. This team stunk. They were 4-12. and This has been one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the league for the last five years. And to put this together and to get, you know, to this stage, and it was a pretty entertaining game. I mean, I don't know. I I, I just think it's been quite a ride. Yeah, I, I do think it's just in, in the it's just so raw, you know, right now. And and plus, I mean, if we're talking just about the Twitter reaction, and I think people, you know, combine alcohol and Twitter, and you're not going to very get, dangerous. You're not going to get rational responses to a Super Bowl loss in which the in which your team loses a ten point lead. <laughs> I guess not. I guess I, I guess I shouldn't expect anything else. <laughs> but yes, your point is is certainly well made in that there is um, a lot of reason for optimism. But you know, conversely, it's like you look at Joe Staley. 
Mm. And he has a true appreciation for how hard this is. Yeah. And so um, he's the one who kind of that my heart broke a little bit for him because right. you don't know if he's going to get back. Right. And, and you know, he knows, you know, he's been to two Super Bowls in, in 13 years. And um, that was, you know, talk about not tons of like revealing quotes, you know, at least in my experience, the most raw and authentic, honest moment was, you know, Joe Staley was you know, kind of understandably giving some clipped and, and short answers to questions. Um, I think one was like, does this hurt worse than your other Super Bowl <laughs> loss? And he's like, yeah, right. you know, it was either no or yes, or probably yes. But anyway, you know, he caught himself and, um, you know, he tried to explain himself uh, to reporters and said, you know, I'm sorry. Um, and then he went on to kind of somewhat haltingly, almost trying to contain his emotion so they didn't spill out. But just explain, you know, how um, basically how devastated he was um, and he that he completely understood that, you know, he not in so many words, but basically said, you know, that may have been my last chance and it just slipped away, you know, yeah. so. And I think that's, you know, that, I mean, Steve Young talked to the team a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, make the most of your opportunities. I think I think they were all aware of that. I don't think any anyone took anything for granted. I don't think Kyle did. I don't think. You know, I just think they got beat by a team. And let's face it, this this Chiefs team was super hungry. Yeah. And they thought they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Right. And they thought that if they'd gone to the Super Bowl, they would have won it last year. So, you know, they were um in even though they're also very young and didn't have a ton of any a lot of Super Bowl experience, in a, in many ways they're a much more seasoned team when it comes to being in the the heat of the moment like this. And of course, Andy Reid, I think everyone in football feels really good for him because he's a good guy. He's had personal tragedy. He's been, I think, treated pretty unfairly and, you know, good for him and good for Mahomes, who is, you know, just such a shining star, such a, I watched him all week and he's just so gracious and such, you know, so savvy for a 24 year old. You, I mean, it's hard to believe. So, I mean, I don't think there was really anyone to root against. Well, I can think of one person to root against, but I won't mention that here. But I mean, I there, there's this was a fun, like we wanted it to be, a fun Super Bowl. It was a fresh Super Bowl. And I think both teams, you know, played really hard. It was really competitive. And the 49ers just came up short. Yeah, it was memorable, you know, in, you know, that 31-20 final score is misleading because it was, you know, that was kind of it's a, really a twenty four twenty. Yeah. yeah, so it, it was in some ways kind of a a classic, just from a purist, you know, just a a football fan that uh, you know doesn't have a a rooting interest in that. You know, that was that was highly entertaining. And uh, so were Shakira and J Lo. Yeah, exactly. That was better than last year's halftime show. Uh, I was getting texts from my wife and two daughters like, "This is they're killing Justin Timberlake." <laughs> or no, it wasn't Justin Timberlake. I'm sorry, it was. Oh, she's Maroon 5. Oh, was, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. All right. It, you know what? I think it's so late, and we're drinking a little red <laughs> wine that I actually had stashed in my room. So I think we're going to um, let you go off to the airport. And I, um, luckily, I, I don't have to leave for the airport right away. But um, it's been a joy working with you in uh, lovely Miami, which is we're really in Doral. But um, yeah. Yeah, this has been fun. I, I'm glad we uh, were able to experience this. I think we're both ready for it to end. Yes. Uh, uh, but <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. We had, to, we had good times, good memories. All right. This is Ann Killian. 
And Eric Branch. And we're signing off from Miami. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our team in Miami that's covering the Super Bowl. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 